Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers, you are very welcome. Please adjust your settings either above or below if, if your image is not streaming clear. Today I am continuing with the Lord's Supernatural series on the Master's Voice. This is a time when God is very much vested and very much interested in having the church of Jesus Christ realize that our faith is not meant to be an inactive faith. Our faith is not meant to be a surface faith and true faith actually in the heart of God was never intended to be a place of comfort and complacency. When you look at the lives of Old Testament Christians and you look at the lives and the perils and dangers, the great risks that even New Testament Christians and those who continued in the church tradition outside of the pages of the Bible, if you look at what people did for their faith and how they advanced the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ at great personal risk to self and even to family because of the passion that they had for Jesus Christ personally. You can't help but wonder what has happened to that fervor, what has happened to that passion, and what has happened to that fire that it is largely missing and almost non-existent from the modern day church. The answer doesn't need a lot of digging. It is because the foundation of the modern day church is based on a view and an apprehension of the Lord Jesus Christ that is very far removed from what the Bible actually teaches. And so this is simple logic and fact. If you build anything on a a faulty foundation, or if you start any work on a wrong premise, then no matter how high you build up your tower, because you started with the wrong bricks at the foundation, everything else that you build upon it will be at risk of toppling. If the foundation is poked or kicked, it will fall down because it doesn't have a steady base to begin with. Many times, if you in, if you interact with a lot of Christians, you will quickly find through a few questions that the view that they have of the Lord Jesus Christ is of a God who is bent on doing everything for them. He will provide for them. He will feed them. He will teach them. He will lead them gently to through green grass and clover. But at the same time, you will also find that in many people's hearts is not an expectation that they are, they are supposed to do anything for God. Many of us do not hold the viewpoint that we owe God anything because we feel that the death of his son, Jesus Christ on the cross was just like an opening act to a great life in which God will do everything. And we as little infants, his precious beloved ones just need to sit back and receive. But the end times will, whether we like it or not, uncover a very different reality of Christianity. The end times are going to be times that will try the human vessel physically, emotionally, and especially in the area of the supernatural. So if we have a church that is still caught up in elementary doctrines and arguing about whether prophecy still exists today and whether everything is a metaphor and a picture and it's not real, the end times are going to be a time in which many of us will wish that we had sown seeds of 
personal time with God, we had sown seeds of truly understanding the word of God as it is written and not as it is currently taught. So today in the Supernatural series, a series that as I go through it, I truly am seeing the Lord's heart as to why he brought it up. These things that I'm speaking of may not be for our immediate tomorrow. However, they are for the purpose of waking up the sluggish sleeping church of Jesus Christ. They are for the purpose of actually confirming what a lot of people who are not Christians now, but by the will and the grace and mercy of God will become believers in the now and the progressive future. When these people stumble across videos like this and find out that things that they have personally experienced, things that they have heard about and believed in, or things that they have been told by their family members or in their cultures, but they don't necessarily have a view of God or see how God feeds into this. When they begin to hear these truths tied into the fact that our maker is central to all things on this planet. Nothing happens without the knowledge and the allowance of God. So there are things that the Lord permits, not because it is the Lord's personal desire, but there are things that God will permit because God knows that mankind is excessively sinful. When people who are in the church begin to wake up and find out that these things are part and parcel of the reality that we as Christians will face. And when people who are outside the church, but will come to faith, the Bible calls them those who are being saved. When these two groups of people become aware from different angles that these things are true and are real, they will put a very heavy demand on the human heart to wake up and begin to take in as much truth as they can while the sun is still shining. So I will continue. And today's video is about zombies. Again, there is a lot of material on the master's voice concerning supernatural creatures and supernatural beings. And as I was saying, as I'm going through it and doing my very best to put all of it out in the public domain, I'm really seeing the Lord's heart. I'm really seeing the reason that he moved me into this series much earlier than I personally would have chosen. So today's dream is called Closer Than You Think. It is from August 24th, 2019. And this was one of the most difficult dreams that I have had. I have many difficult dreams. I see many difficult visions, but for me, the toughest ones are the dreams where I cannot tell that I'm dreaming. Anytime I'm having a supernatural experience, um, when I'm awake, I know this is a dream. This is a vision. This is a vision that I'm seeing, or the Lord is simply putting pictures before me as he's speaking. But when I have dreams where it is impossible for me to distinguish that I am dreaming, these are really tough. And what I've learned from seeing these experiences and writing them as they involve me, what I've learned is that the things I do in these dreams are part and parcel, the things that I would do if I was awake. And so I feel some kind of comfort, even though it's a scary experience, I do feel some kind of comfort from the Lord kind of showing me celestial, this is what you would do. And sometimes it's also, um, 
it's sort of a motivation for me to prepare myself in case I ever find myself in this situation. So the dream is called Closer Than You Think, and the banner scripture is this. It is appointed unto men to die once, and after this, the judgment. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse verse 27. And so when I had this dream, I wrote here in, in the post that I was extremely afraid because the dream was so real that I didn't know it was a dream until God pulled me out of it. So as this dream was ending, I was desperately praying. I was praying so hard because it was a race against sunrise. Exactly as you see in all these movies that people think I'm watching, I don't have time for stuff like that. There's no need to watch horror movies and waste my time with that stuff because the things that God shows me, especially real world things like human trafficking and people being sacrificed underground, there's no need for me to spend time watching the depictions of it on TV when I can see it live from God myself. I ended up praying in tongues for an hour after this dream and I could not get back to bed. And I was sitting and I was thinking, God, in these times, what can I really say? Or how can I put this information across that would ever convince people that what I'm saying is the truth? But I am heartened because I see that God is waking up his church. Joel chapter two and verse 28 is in full swing. The females and the males are prophesying and the old and the young are dreaming dreams and seeing visions and many people are being warned. Even unsaved people are having dreams about these things. And so I am hopeful that the Lord will have his way. And so in this dream, America had been destroyed. It was America destroyed beyond recognition. The entire dream took place in a burning landscape. I've spoken of this burning landscape before, I think in the prophecy, Ezekiel 13, which is the prophecy where the Lord showed me that um, President Trump would no longer come back to power. I saw him preparing to step down off a podium Um, and in the backdrop behind him, God was showing me in that dream, a kind of timeline. So I saw the American flag on fire as the, the nation would burn and the nation would lose prestige and the nation would go into civil war. I saw a lot of unrest. People were rioting and protesting in the streets. They were burning, they were burning shops and buildings and things like that. But I also saw along that timeline, America under siege. I saw missiles. I said the missiles were curving three and four in the air and bombing buildings that had already been hit. And so God was showing me that in the future times of America, this nation will become the victim of such a retaliation, such a vengeance will pour out of America's enemies that even when they have bombed their targets, they will re-bomb them to make sure that the nation turns to shrapnel and dust. And so America, in this dream was that was that America that I saw in the future times after the president came down from his podium. It was burning and the entire United States, as I was seeing it, at least what was visible to me, was destroyed. So the whole dream took place at nighttime with fires burning on the horizons. In Ezekiel 13, I saw that America was so struck by weapons of warfare that 
the trees were burning where they stood. So I've spoken of this site. You can also read the prophecy, the fire pit. I've spoken of this site where you see trees standing and they still have sap in them. So they, they're not old dead trees. They're living trees and they're rooted in the ground, but they are burning like standing upright popsicles. The entire tops are on fire and it's just such a conflagration as you could not believe. And I think that where it was, was where I live now in New York, but I just knew that it was a shattered America and the buildings were burnt out. The cars had been so burned that all the paint was stripped off them and every window had been shattered out of them by some kind of blast or some kind of force. And I was by myself and I was just walking spoken of how much walking will be done in the end times. I was just walking. I don't know where I was going, but I was on my own and I was walking, just surviving. I didn't have any weapons. I don't have any fancy GI training. I was just a human being on the move so as not to get stuck in one spot. And I've shared in many of these dreams of zombies, AKA reanime, as I call them, dead animated people, reanimated people, is that there will be a lot of walking simply because you don't want to stay in one place for too long. There will be a lot of crazy people on the move that are not reanimate, just people who have become mentally unhinged by what will happen in this nation. There will be even more vigilantes, as in people who have people who will listen to no law simply because there will be no law there. There will also be a lot of desperate people. And so whether you're male or female, you will not want to stay in one place too long unless it's a properly uh, built up, shielded and well-protected orderly community. And there will be some of those. So I was walking and there was nothing on my mind. My feet were just moving. But after a while, I became uh, aware of a certain type of movement. And it's that type of movement that you always see in these tense type of thriller movies when you're being tailed. So the, the sound would move when I was moving, but if I stopped to listen, the sound also stopped. And whatever it is or whoever it is that was walking behind me was so good at this that I, be, I became aware quickly that I was being tracked by something that was very smart and very... Um, let me use the right word, just something very observant. It's very hard to walk with someone as they're walking and know when they're going to stop and stop too. So I covered a lot of distance in this way, going only by the feeling, by the inner prompting in my spirit that something is following me because I could not hear the footsteps of this thing because of my own footsteps crunching on glass and and gravel and things like that. But whenever I stopped, it also stopped. So eventually I became so sure that I was being tracked that I, 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 I got desperate and I started running. And this is exactly what things that cause terror in this world seek to do. They seek to flush you into panic mode. So look around us the last two years, all the mandates and the different laws and rules and announcements and stuff that is constantly being broadcasted on the news. If you haven't figured out by now that all of that is done to undo the, the strings of your heart until they're so weakened by stress and fear. And if you have not started to guard against that by 
strongly speaking. It is not enough to read scripture. You must openly speak scripture out of your mouth. It is called the power of bold confession. It is not enough to read your Bible silently. If you are reading a warfare Psalm, such as Psalm 18 or Psalm 71 or Psalm 91, and you're just reading it with your eyes and you do not actually move into active use of the word as a sword by opening your mouth and speaking it out on your life, then I have to tell you, you're missing out on the most important aspect of scripture, which is that nobody buys a sword and keeps it in the scabbard. You take it out and you use it and you become skillful with it because in the day that you need to rely on it, if you have not done these things, it will be very difficult for it to be an effective sword. It's not on the day of warfare that you will take the gun out or the sword out and start learning. How do I use this sword? That is not wisdom at all. And so this thing was able to flush me into panic. It was able to move me from wondering to caution to a heightened state of awareness and finally to panic. And I started running. And so I was looking and running along the streets looking for fire. I needed to get to fire because by now I figured out what was tracking me. And it was one of these reanime dead people that is, that are still alive was chasing me and I was running my best, but this reanime was not even putting any effort into tracking me. So I'm, I'm running the best that I can. Okay. I'm no Florence Joyner, but I'm no slouch either, but this thing was not putting any effort into keeping up with me. And I could hear it laughing. And I have to emphasize all these things were like, I was there. So I felt that I was running for my life because as far as I celestial knew, this is my life. I'm really here. And this is really happening to me. And by the mercy of God, I came across a drum fire. You know, those fires that you put in the big metal drums and then people stand around them to stay warm. Usually you see homeless people doing that when winter is really, really bad. I found a drum fire and then by God, again, I saw this really big branch and I was thinking this cannot be a walking stick or anything. It was a huge branch that's almost as tall as I was very thick. And I thrust it into the fire because it was already dried. And I was praying fervently that this branch would catch fire and it kindled and I pulled it out ready to defend myself. And I saw the thing that had been trailing me. Now, when I was a child, they did have a few appearances of reanime, but they were always extremely slow and slurchy. And they would go like this and they would always be saying brains, brains. This is nothing like that. This is nothing like that. These things are extremely agile and they have the ability of wild cats. So cougars and leopards and puma and things like that. This is closer to what the reanime are. And they are also not dumb. They do not have the thinking capacity that's, that we as people have anymore. So the capacity for empathy, for love, for understanding, for patience and things like that, they don't have that. What they manifest strongly is cunning. They manifest a lot of cunning and they, their thinking shows exactly the way you would expect lions in the pride when they're hunting or other wildcats to be. So, um, I pulled this thing out and by the light of this branch, I saw that this is a very close relative of mine. This is someone actually that I witnessed to, 
um, very much in real life. And this person usually doesn't want to hear what I say. They usually have very little patience for me sharing the word of God or the personage of God or the goodness of God. And um, I'm sure that many of you can relate to this because you have family members that would totally reject the word of God. And then there's this other type of family member that always dances around Jesus. It's a very weird position. I myself do not understand. It's people who actually will not use their mouth and say there is no God. So they are not atheists. They will not openly deny God, but at the same time in the daily exercise of their humanity, their day-to-day life, they simply find no pocket for God. They, they don't even have like a tiny one little pocket that they can say, okay, I'll, I'll make this my little Christian pocket and I'll listen for a minute or two. They just have no use for him in his personage. And this is, is, um, this is actually, I believe, and and the scripture bears me out in Revelation, this is a worse state to be in than the atheist, because you see, the Lord says, because you are lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. When someone is cold, the Lord knows that they are cold. This is someone who totally says there is no God, and of course, we know that the Bible says it is the fool who will use his mouth and say there is no God, and then there are people who are hot on fire for God, and we know that those are God's sheep. John 15, the people who are abiding in the true vine, they are, they are the branches clinging to him. They are living their life according to the true scripture that says, apart from me, you can do nothing. But there is a huge mass of people in the middle that make no, they're kind of those no comment people. They don't like to hear the scripture too much. They can abide it for a little bit, but they absolutely refuse to make a decision for Jesus either way. And those are the people the Bible says he will spit out of their mouth. When I saw that this person in my family had changed, I was devastated. This person had changed to an undead and I was heartbroken. I had these split second reactions. I was heartbroken at recognizing this woman and she smiled this very evil smile because she saw the shock in my face when I saw that it was her and I was terrified. And there was a knowing in my heart of how this woman had found me. I knew that she had found me through DNA. Now we always say the miracle of DNA as we look at our children and the generations in our family who always, someone will always come back looking like their great grandfather or the child will look exactly like its mother as if it's not its mother and father's child. DNA is a miracle, but I can tell you, and I've written these things down from the father as part of this video, I can tell you that the miracle of DNA will also turn into the terror of DNA. DNA in the final times. This person had found me because of DNA tracking and blood similarity. And so when they had turned, this is something that I have observed about the reanimate. When they go down to their animal base level, I started talking about it in, in one video and I got distracted and I never finished it. So let me finish it here. If you live in New York City and your brother is perhaps part of the army and he has taken the harm that causes harm and he is stationed in Fort Lauderdale or he's stationed at whatever other base, when things go down and they change, no matter how many hundreds or thousands of miles that reanimate is from you, something in them will start to 
operate like a homing beacon. And the first people that they will come after, unfortunately, is family. The Lord was making me to understand in this dream that even in this hugely populated New York City, even if you take out several million because of what had happened with the physical bombardment, and you take out several million more who have lost their lives, and you take out a few million more who were still alive and had fled, this person preferred to ignore everyone else and find me. And there was pleasure inside this reanime at finally tracking and finding me and seeing that I saw who had come for me. And so reanime have the ability through blood similarity, for they are your father, your mother, your brother, your whoever, even people that you have worked with previously. I saw this in another dream. That dream is called A Dream of the End of America, and I will leave the link below. In that dream, people were in groups, and this man was in a particular group, and God took me back in time and put me with that group for me to see with my own eyes what happened. This man was in a group and he fell sick with the fevers that will always be the first indication that a person is turning into reanime. There's a dream that is called zombies in America, zombies in America. And in that dream, I saw that America was having a terrible water crisis, water disappeared, and people began to have these horrible fevers, 104, 106, and you needed water. You needed a lot of water. They needed to stay hydrated because something was happening in their cells. They were developing these strange rock Himalaya rock crystal type crystallization structures in their cells. And it was necessary that those people have a lot of water to stay hydrated. And in that dream, because there wasn't much water, that was actually how people, even in the cities, started turning into reanimate. And in that dream, they were murdering people and killing a lot of people. And so with the water shortages, we, we started to see a rise of reanimate. And so fevers started to rise in that dream. And in the second dream that I mentioned called a dream of the end of America, this man began to get a lot of tiredness, a lot of shortness of breath. And he began to have so many fevers back to back that he was weary. And because of him, his group could not move as fast. They couldn't cover as much ground as they wanted to, but everybody loved this man. He was very beloved in the midst of them. And so most of them didn't actually know what was happening to him, but the leader noticed it. And the leader took us aside and said, oh, let's, let's sleep in a certain place. And if you watch the dream, you will see what happened. But basically we barricaded that man in an old school bus. So we shut up the bus and then we put lots of large sheet metal casings and heavy things against the bus. And when this man changed, he was so strong. He was so strong and he was screaming the screams that you can only say are the screams from the creatures in Jurassic Park. The first one, that's the only one I've seen. So the screams of those dinosaurs that go 
that kind of decibel that the male throat is not capable of. That's how that man was screaming. And he was rocking the entire bus with his power. And I remember being so grateful to that leader for having the wisdom not to sacrifice us just because of how much we cared about that man. But the Lord showed me when the Lord took me out of that scenario and put me back with my own group, the Lord let me know in my heart, celestial, that man, because he spent time in that group and he, 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 he ate food with them. He drank water with them. And just by proximity, now that he is changed, he is so heightened in his abilities that he will be able to track them by smell. And the Lord let me know that that man would not stop tracking that group until he had killed every single one of them. So it's a very scary thing. And so this person had found me the same way and they were throwing things at me as I was standing by this drum fire and I was holding this stick ready to defend myself, praying like crazy. Um, they did not, they did not hit me with anything that they were throwing. But I said, again, I knew it was God. If you go and read the prophecy, you will even see, well, you can't see now because of the light that I underlined it in red. I always give God his glory and his due. See the end times prepping will help you. Prepping will help you. There's no need to frustrate the Lord and not even take a few steps to have extra food or something. Even though I must say there is time yet Many of us don't understand what the scripture says when it says that he will think to wear out the saints. How do you wear out the saints? Mike Tyson wouldn't understand the process of being worn out. I was just talking to the Lord about this because Mike Tyson is unfamiliar with a long fight. Sorry, Mr. Tyson, if you ever watch this. He's unfamiliar with a long fight because his, his speed and his agility always allowed him to to end the struggle in one blow. And so that's a reason why the majority of the church, there's a large global following that truly believes that just because they are starting to see the end times stretch a little bit and people are talking about reanime and talking about wolf dogs that can talk in the forest and talking about these underwater sea queens that will come out and start sleeping with men. They will no longer afflict males in the dream Many men have wives in their dreams, and that is why their marriages are cold. They are sleeping with beautiful women who appear to them in their sleep, and they have no idea that they're sleeping with succubi, which is just mermaids in a spiritual form, being in covenant with those things, and their real human marriages are being destroyed. So many people think because uh, there's a shift in Christianity and some Christian voices are talking about these things, these are the signs and the Lord is coming. When the scripture says that this guy, beast guy, son of perdition guy, is going to think to change times, laws. He is going to trample the residue with his feet. It says that he will be given power over every tribe and tongue and nation and people, and he will prevail greatly against the saints. How do verses like this stack up with this any day now? Jesus is coming narrative. When it says wear out, as I was speaking about Tyson, He's unfamiliar with what it feels like to be worn out because he's used to ending the fight with one or two 
well-landed blows. And so many of us think that this thing, this time period that I'm talking about is simply going to wax on and then wax off and then we'll be at the wedding supper. But may the wise hear and understand I was grateful to God because this reanime was attempting to wear me out. Literally, she leapt in a single move. You know, most of us, if a car is here, we would have to climb onto the hood of the car and then climb onto the roof. From a standing position, this woman leapt up and landed like a cat on top of a car. After she threw certain things at me and she couldn't hit me because the Lord was throwing off her aim. Not that I'm such a great dodger, but the Lord kept throwing off her aim and none of these projectiles, she was throwing them with such power that if one had hit me, that would have been it. I would have been on my back and two seconds later, she, she would have been on me. So the Lord was throwing off her aim and she wasn't hitting me. And I said that I knew it was God who was helping me. And so I stood behind the drum fire, keeping the fire between us. And she, she, she leapt on top of a nearby car to wait me out. So she, her eyes were pinned on me and she was just smiling this smile. And for a while, I didn't know what she was doing. I was standing there and the fire is burning and my branch is burning. And I noticed after a while that she was not watching me. She was watching the branch And that's when I went cold. And I will read to you what came into my mind. She is waiting for this branch to burn out. She cannot stay here until the dawn because the sunlight is destructive to her. But she is willing to take her chances that the branch will burn out or this fire in the dumpster will burn out before sunrise. And I cannot do tree math. Length of branch multiplied by the rate of burning equals, is this stick going to last me until morning? And when I understood that this was going to be a struggle between me, the rising of the sun, the ending of the fire, and this family reanimate that had found me, I did feel hopelessness. And it is at that exact moment that the Lord literally I literally feel myself coming out of these dreams like somebody rising. I call it the the rising in the elevator feeling. And so in this post, I just shared with people that you must be born again. I want you to understand if you're a gamer out there, people who are gamers and people who, you know, they're, they're, they're more into this Xbox stuff. These guys, grown guys, young guys, many of them have had great exposure to these things. I always say that the church is always the last to know about everything that the church should know. Simply because it's outside of our normal paradigm, it is time to come outside of the normal paradigm and begin to expand your knowledge base as greatly and as far as you can. So you need to be born again. So if anyone finds this video, you're a stockbroker, you know, you're a successful mom with your own home decorating based business, you know, you're a stay at home study kid, whatever it is, if you're not born again, then these videos cannot benefit you much because you are, you are in the furthest ring circle from God because no one is going to survive the end times without God. You, you, you can prep 
And that's wise. I mean, like I was saying, don't frustrate God by sitting there like, oh, you know, God will provide. And you don't even realize that the reason God still has you having a little money is for you to go out and get an extra so that you can wear against the wearing of the saints. Because the enemy is surely going to make this the longest possible haul because many people will capitulate because of time. They will simply be too tired, too frustrated, too worn out, too scared, too threatened, and will simply capitulate to the beast system and say, you know what? This is easier. And I'm sure God won't be mad. God understands and God knows my heart. So if you're not born again, then this is just probably side information that will pass you by. But then again, to the born again, you have to understand that there are deeper levels in Christ. In the scripture, in the book of Acts, there was a demonized man. And some people who had seen Paul performing miracles in the various cities came up to this demonized man and attempted to cast the demons out of him. So what they did was they came and they just said, in the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches, go out. And the demon clapped back and said, well, Paul, I know, and Jesus, I know, but who are you? Now, when you hear the spiritual realm questioning you and telling you to your face in such a bald way that it is actually captured in scripture for eternity, well, I recognize the name of the Lord you speak, and I recognize the name of the servant of the Lord you speak, but in you, I see nothing. I see no faith. I see no power. I see no authority, not enough to command a demon like me. Do you know how strong a demon has to be to actually speak through someone else's mouth? See, many people are demonized and I see them on the train every day. I see them. When I get on the train, there's just this, and spirit recognizes spirit. They know, I know. Usually they will get up and move away. Sometimes they get out of the train car all together and, and little things happen and I'm quiet and the demon is quiet and we both ride the train to where we're going. The demon has a place to go and so do I. But when a demon is so powerful inside the human vessel that it is able to operate the vocal cords, the teeth and tongue and have a conversation then you are looking at a demon that's not really bothered by its host because if the host had any power, there would be no one in the house for this is the house. I say it all the time. This is the temple. This is the place where glory dwells. This is the father's house. But when a demon is able to speak and have a conversation, for sure that demon has established itself with some authority. And for sure the demon is not afraid of its host. But when the demon says to the one who has come to confront it, well, I know the God of power and I know the servant of the God of power, but in you I see nothing that would cause me to have fear. Why have you come to have this conversation with me? In fact, let me give you something to remember me by. And this demon leapt upon those men, for it was not one man, but a group of men, says that it beat them thoroughly and stripped them naked and scattered them in the street that day. And even stronger spirits like this 
will be released in the end of times. So if you are born again, even if you are a new believer, my words are not to frighten you. My words are a challenge to you to get off the candy, sugar, your best life now channels and get into the word of God. If you're a new Christian under a year, start in the book of John. For in the book of John, more red letters can be found than anywhere else. What are the red letters? Jesus talking about himself. If you want to operate in the power of Jesus Christ, it is best to take his own words from his own mouth and hide them in your heart. So being born again is not enough. You also have to start to ascend in the ranks of understanding of this word of God, for it is your sword, your shield, your helmet, belt, your shoes, and breastplate. It is the only covering that saves in this end times. And so a few things that the Lord shows said to me is that reanime will be a judgment upon the land for the choices that the people in the land have made. This is a direct statement to the nation of America. However, the Lord says that reanime will be everywhere. And the reason that reanime will be everywhere is because these people have not just come from anywhere. They are not a, they are not a science project and they are not a spontaneous supernatural happening as many people would believe because of whatever it is that they're watching out there. So it's not aliens or demons coming down from heaven. Reanime are a specific subset of a corrupted humanity. And the reason that they are a specific subset is because this group will arise from people who have taken the harm that causes harm. And the Lord said to me to remind people of the many videos that I have made on this channel. You can find them in the medical playlist. So if you look on this channel, you will find the medical playlist. And there's one very important prophecy there called, Lord help me. It has an, an elephant. It has an elephant as, just a moment, please. I will, I will get it. Let me get it now so that all things can be done rightly. Playlists. Just a moment, please. Hello again. Survival of the fittest. That is the first time that the Lord spoke to me officially about the harm that causes harm. So look for the prophecy survival of the fittest. And there are quite a few there. So the Lord says that because of the penalty of error in the body. The penalty of error in the body simply means the natural consequence of an action that you have taken because of pride, because you believed organizations or leadership and you never sought the Lord. Even as a Christian, you did not seek, sought the Lord, um, seek the Lord about his answer for how to protect this house. This is the penalty of error in the body. And although not everyone who has taken the harm will change, like I said, because it has been taken in multitudes of multitudes, hundreds of millions of people worldwide, it stands to reason that reanime will be a very large subset, but they are not a supernatural happening. They are the result of particular bioengineering, bio harm. 
and that is where they will come from. They are strong and deadly, but they can be killed and they can be driven off. So in some dreams, I see that the reanimate flee because of scripture, but in this one, this one clearly did, did not. This one was ready to take me on to the death. This one was ready to risk sunlight destroying it for the chance of destroying me. And so you can see the level of hatred of humanity. Doesn't matter that I'm a Christian. The level of hatred of humanity that Reanime will have is a distinct characteristic about them. This is why they will be so violent. They can be driven off by force and they also can be driven off by the word of God. One dream that I saw, it's it's literally titled The Walking Dead. That is the name the Lord gave me for that dream. I saw that the people in the South drove the reanime off by force. They killed them in multitudes. They were not scared. The people in the South actually formed posses and groups and went out and hunted them by night, which takes some guts. And they eradicated quite a few of them. And um, I didn't see them using the Bible. They used weapons and they were very successful. But the Lord said to say that his word is exceptional powerful and it is the finger of God basically that will keep people. And so I will link the dreams that I have mentioned here, the dream of zombies in America, the walking dead, and a dream of the end of America. I will link them both in the description box and I will link them in the first comment that I put on the blog. Please always check if I leave a comment because usually I'm e either leaving an edification or I'm, lead I'm leaving information about you know, important things that you need to know, but things that I don't necessarily wish to put in the Lord's videos. I am Celestial, and thank you for being with me. Please like the videos. Please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe to the channel. If you are subscribed and you're not getting notifications, that really is not me. I don't know what YouTube does with certain channels that they may not like. And so the best thing to do is to unsubscribe and then resubscribe and then hit that little bell thing. And then I think you will be fully subscribed, but you still just need to check. I, I can't do this every day, but I try to do as much as I can as my schedule permits. And so thank you for being with me. Share the video, share them thoughtfully, and you are not responsible for other people's responses to these videos. So do not take their responses personally. These are difficult things. And because they don't fit into the mom, dad, going to work, earning a salary, 401k, normal lifestyle, I always say that I believe that this channel will become much more important when people are scared and suffering. When people are scared and suffering and the light is fading, this is when they are much more willing to accept unorthodox information. But when they are comfort and they are taking their ease, they feel very wise and intelligent. And of course, they will tell you that it's nonsense. Don't take these things personally. Remember what they did to our Lord and how much more will they do to us, his students and followers. So thank you for supporting the blogs. Thank you for um, sharing. And until I see you again, God bless you and goodbye.